You are listening to episode 62, my interview with Christine Roberts, The Power of Influence and Mindset. Hi, I'm Nicole Banks, the author of The Second Act Formula, life coach and expert at helping women grow into the best versions of themselves. This podcast is peppered with a variety of women's topics for personal growth and development. If you're looking for ways to get unstuck, this podcast covers it all. Bringing you fresh new ideas every Monday. Get ready. Great things are about to happen. Hey guys, welcome back to the Nicole Banks podcast. I am so excited to bring you the professional. So listen, if you are just tuning in this week, and this is your first episode of the Nicole Banks podcast, don't forget to go back to this week's episode in regards to how to change negative thoughts, how to declutter the mindset. Today, we're talking to the professional, right? You were able to hear my take on what we need to do when it comes to creating positive thinking, uh, decluttering the mindset, really giving an opportunity to just take a minute and really start from where it all starts. And that's our thinking process. So today I am thrilled and of course, honored to have someone I call my friend, Christine M. Roberts to the table. Welcome, Christine. Let me go ahead and get you on the screen. There she is. Hello. It's so great to be here. So great to be here. I am so thrilled that you took the time to do this with me today. Someone about the power of thinking, the power of influence. Who did I think of? I thought of Christine M. Roberts. And the reason for being is because this is what you do. This is your profession, right? Really changing. Yeah. Really changing women's thinking. So what I wanted to do today is just, of course, we're friends. We chat all the time. However, I really wanted to just dive in to this episode because I think it's just going to benefit the listeners so Mm -hmm. much. And I'm thrilled that you are here. So the first question I have is if you will do me a favor and tell us a little bit about yourself and your background. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much. So I have worked in culture and leadership, most recently in the advisory group with Disney. And that's where we took the Disney approach to culture, which included leadership, employee engagement, quality service, and helping companies apply that in their business. So basically how Disney creates the magic, helping companies apply that in their business. And then previous to that, I worked as a leadership consultant with the with John Maxwell, who's written a lot of books on leadership. And, and then in my career, I've worked in a lot of different roles in business development, sales, but ultimately I love people. I love human behavior. I've just been a student of psychology and positive psychology and all that stuff. So I just love people. And now what I'm doing is I have my own company called Create Your Best Life at Home and at Work. And so I work with professional women to help them get unstuck, whether it's at home and their personal life or at work to prioritize what's most important, make confident decisions so they can move their life in a forward direction, both at work and at home. So that's what I'm doing now, working with some amazing organizations and women. And it's really fun. Love that. I absolutely love that. It's so interesting, Christine, because I know you're a mom, right? You're a mom Mm -hmm. of how many kids? So I have two kids. One is 19. He's now in college. He just started as a freshman. And then my daughter is in 11th grade. So Congratulations. Getting close to empty nester time. Yeah, it's right around the corner, girl. <laughs> I know. It's a bittersweet thing for sure. Anybody that's out there that has kids, you know what I'm talking about. 
Absolutely. It is interesting because it's one of those things that we have to do with ourselves as a mom is change our mindset, right? And pray oh. and hope that we've created amazing little humans like our mini our minions, that they have a level head and that they're thinking for themselves. But Absolutely. the problem that we have is wait, we don't feel needed anymore. It's like, hold up. So I, I personally had to do some mindset work when it came to my uh, daughter going off to college. It was one of those things where it was, like, it was bittersweet for sure. You have that coming around the corner. Mm-hmm. All right. So my question is, how did you get into coaching and what inspired you to pursue this particular career path? Yeah, really. Honestly, it stems from my childhood. I grew up with a lot of dysfunction in my family, alcoholism, domestic violence, sexual abuse, and I remember as a kid thinking, I remember there's a specific time I remember sweeping the sidewalk at our broken down house. And I thought this will not be my life. And even as a kid, I was always really curious about why people are the way they are. Like in my family, like why people, just why people do what they do. And we're all broken. It's just to what extent. Right. And, um, right. And so I just was inspired as a kid. Like I literally was 10 years old and said, this is not going to be my life. And I knew that I had to fix me in order to change the trajectory of my future and my family's future. And there's a saying that says, we can't change our ancestors, but we can change ourselves to positively impact our descendants. And I just think that, I think that all of us, we, as a Christian, God makes us a certain way, all of us, whether you're Christian or not, we're all, we all have giftedness inside of us. And that is just my jam. Like, literally, even as a kid, everybody came to me for all their stuff. I I was like coaching kids when I was like other peer when I was in high yeah, school. Yeah. You were coaching when you didn't even know the term coaching, right? Yeah, totally. It's yeah. funny because I think everybody, yeah. when you look back on your life, there's so much evidence oh, yeah. of your giftedness and who you are. Yeah. So that's just where it all Love started. It. Yeah. Love it. We share that same. My mom fought chronic depression and it was one, one of those things where you know, if we were looking for mom or if we needed advice from mom, we always knew where to go. It was always her bedroom. And to this day, her best friend is her bed. And it's sad and it's unfortunate, but I love the fact that you said, I'm going to take responsibility of my own life, right? Even though we're broken or I'm coming from a dysfunctional family, you are being responsible. I have a chapter in my book that says, listen, <laughs> you know what? We can break this cycle. We can break yes. the chain. And it doesn't necessarily mean that we're changing our past, but we're definitely changing our future and our legacy. Absolutely. Right? And you know what? It's like, I think about when I was in my early twenties and I thought, I know that there's all this stuff and I have to deal with it and face it. And I went to an adult children of alcoholics meeting. So like people who had family members that were alcoholics Yeah. And I, cause I was like, okay, I need to go and deal with this. And I just remember so many people were like, they were being victims. Oh, I can't do this because my mom was an alcoholic. I can't do that. And it hit me. And I thought, I am not going to be a victim. I am a victor. And it's so true. Like whether our lives are great, terrible, or mediocre, whatever, it all comes back to me and it all comes back to you. Like we have control over creating our future and our destiny. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm big on the victor mentality. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that. Let me ask you this though. Okay. My question to you is because my clients, the women I work with are typically over 40. At what point can you start changing your life? At any point. I tell you what, (laughs) 
like that, Christine. I don't think everybody's heard you in the back. If you are on this earth, listen to me. If whoever's listening to this podcast, if you are on this earth, if you are breathing, it doesn't matter. And then one of my sayings is where you came from or where you are today does not define who you can be or what you can achieve in your life. And absolutely, I, I remember in Oprah magazine one time, a lady who was 94, okay, she had been sexually abused as a kid and never dealt with it until she mm. was 94. And she talked about the, just dealing with that and how it released her from the shackles of that shame and all yeah. that hurt and all that. And I just remember thinking, first of all, so proud of this lady because that's hard to face. Yeah, but of course. the second thing, it's never too late to deal with things. Although the third thing, three things, Okay. is I pray, because I do speaking about this at schools, like with at-risk kids, is like the faster someone can, the faster I can plant a seed for someone to face that stuff and really face it and heal and, and forgive themselves, forgive. The faster you can do that, the better your life is. Because there's that saying, hanging on to anger, bitterness, frustration, all that stuff, all the hurt. It's like swallowing a poison pill and expecting the other person to die. And it's just a concept that's hard to grasp. I think Absolutely. And I think one of the reasons, again, it's like we get in our own mindset, right? One of the reasons we don't want to face the fear is because it's going to cause us pain. We think it's going to be painful. We think someone's going to judge us for that. However, that when I went through my turmoil and my issues and my addressing the things that had happened to me in my past, it was in my 40s, right? Mm -hmm. And what had happened is that I chose not to. I kept sweeping it under the rug, sweeping it under the rug. And the minute that I made that decision is the minute that I went, wow, <laughs> this weight that I have been trying to sustain all of these years has been lifted. Uh, I'm a lighter, happier, uh, um, fun-loving person because mm -hmm. of it. Oh my gosh. I know. I Same thing. I remember going to a retreat, a women's retreat, and just going with the intention of forgiving myself and facing these things. And I think that really the, the thing that is so misunderstood. And I feel like there should be a different word, right? Because when you, people hear the word forgiveness, mm. it, it seems like I'm letting that person off the hook. Like whoever hurt me, I'm letting them off the hook. And that is not it at all. And it's, I feel like you have to have a paradigm shift. Something has to click in a person's mind to understand when you forgive, it's, it doesn't mean that what happened was okay. Right. It's like you're surrendering and you're letting that shame go. You're letting all that hurt go. And for me, I'm giving it up to the Lord because sure. it's like it's going to be handled for me to keep hanging on to it does me no good. And so it's a hard thing to grasp, I think, because when someone's hurt you, you don't you feel like they don't deserve forgiveness, but it's not forgiveness. What they did was OK. It's for right. you. Right. It really is for you sometimes. And I'm sure that there are going to be listeners to the podcast that whoever did that, you know, on unforgivable thing may have passed, right? Because time, time does take hold. And there are people that have passed and they've never had an opportunity to either seek their justice or they haven't been able to face them. But sometimes we have to remember it's our thinking and it's our thought process that it is okay to forgive yourself. It's okay to forgive yourself. Listen, when the things that happened to me, I was young, I was very vulnerable, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't ever want to face those people that hurt me ever again. Yeah. And that's yeah. my choice. And so you don't have I'm, to, like I never did either. Yeah. You, can, you can heal without facing those 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's so important. Again, it's because you know what? There's so much in life today that's so amazing. And I'm just encouraging you to seek the help in which you need. We're here to help you if you need, but you ladies deserve an amazing life ahead of you. So if this podcast does anything, maybe it's that you get uh, motivated to start talking, start journaling, start. There's so many things electronically that you can do in voice record is something that I always do with my iPhone. If I have a conversation I need to have in my head or with someone prior to it, and I want to make sure that I sound good, I will go ahead and voice note it. It's weird, but it's really helpful. Yeah. That's smart because I think it's, I think letting things flow through you, like it's so many times we can have all this crazy stuff going on in our brain, Yep. that whole, and I know all this, you've probably talked about this with your guests, but we have 70,000 thoughts per day and 95% per the national science foundation, 95% are repetitive, 80% are negative. And it's like, so we have all these thought loops and it's like that intentionality around stopping yourself from just listening to yourself and start talking to yourself. And I think you and I have talked about this, like what you feed your mind drives everything like belief drives behavior, right? So what you believe comes one, what you feed your mind in our culture of so much toxic stuff. It's easy to get caught up listening to all this negative uh, messaging. And then we start in this crazy loops. I don't yep. know if anybody could read my mind. Sometimes they'd probably take me away. I have to laugh. <laughs> and say, You're wearing the white jacket too, huh? <laughs> it's Yeah. But it's such an intentional thing to pay attention right. to what you're allowing into your mind and your spirit and that it's goodness. And yeah. I think in our culture, there's so much goodness out in the, in the world, but we don't, it's like all this negative stuff is magnified and shown yeah. over and over. And so people perceive that so much is bad, but it's not. So, so my good. question to you is what are some common negative thoughts that people have and how can they overcome them? Remember the audience today is typically women over 40, really looking to get unstuck in life. So what do you think some of these common thoughts, these negative thoughts are, and how can they overcome them? Okay. Comparison. Comparison is the thief of joy. So first of all, what I hear from clients and from women is, is like this social media And it's like comparing ourselves to others. And what I would say is notice that. And I'm not saying that all social media is horrible or anything like that. Like I believe balance is the key to life. Like moderation is the key to life. If you want to scroll on looking at decorating sites or whatever, that's fine. However, you just don't want that to dominate your life. And I had a young lady say to me that, you know, she would look, if she looks at Instagram or looks at some social media, And then she sees something, it gives her a twinge. Like she notices that. Say there's someone that she's following and she notices a twinge. She stops following that person. And not to say that person's bad or anything like that, but it's more about herself. It's like leading herself. And so I would say limiting that kind of thing and run your own race. Like when a person is, figure out what you love and just become your best self. Because when you're running your own race, when you've got your own goals and dreams and plans, then you don't care what other people are doing. You're happy, right? Many times I find that when people get into a funk and we all do, we all do, 
it's like you got, then you start comparing yourself and you start having negative feelings towards yourself. So I would, that that's the first thing. The second thing is, so first, like figuring out what brings you joy, what fills you up, what do you want to do in your life? And then surround yourself with people that fill you with, that support your dreams and your goals and get involved in those things, whatever it might be. If you want to be a photographer, you want to write a book or you want to do a 5k or you want to walk a fun run, whatever it is for you. It doesn't yeah. have to be any huge thing. And I absolutely love that because one of the things that we do think of is literally I'm in a mentor program right now and I got an email with one of the gals wanting to back out because I'm so productive and she's comparing herself to me. And I'm like, I've been coaching since I was, since not my age, but since 2015. And yeah. it's one of those things where I've got the things, I've got my systems in play. I know my routine. I know who to reach out to. I know my follow-up, my CRM, all the things. And she literally is, you do so much. I'm not there yet. And I'm like, listen, you're like, chapter three of your book. And I'm almost in chapter 16 of my book. Yeah. I have so many things to improve and things like that. But if we compare ourselves, what kind of thought process, what kind of thinking are we thinking when we're comparing ourselves? Do you know what is going on in my head? If I'm a person sitting in the audience, listening to this podcast, what are the things I'm thinking when I'm comparing myself? not worthy and not good enough. Everyone's yeah. better than me. Like it's all of those. And those are saboteurs. There's that uh, you and I are doing this positive psychology stuff, the positive intelligent quotient. And it's like, we all have these voices that are our saboteurs, the judger and the avoider and the pleaser. And it's like, when we raise awareness to those voices and we recognize what what's happening, and then we choose our sage and we choose the truth of who we are. It's yeah. like, we, but we have to be aware. I think I'm working in leadership and culture. It's like self-awareness is one of the number one qualities of success in life. When you have self-awareness, then you can change things. So that's a component of recognizing when these judges, the, these saboteurs are taking over your mind and stopping that. And then choosing the thoughts that are going to serve you. And I like, I think about that person that you were just mentioning with you. And I always tell people, anyone who is an expert was once a beginner. Absolutely. And I people start something and they're comparing their beginning stage to someone who's been doing it for years. Why do you think you're going to be over there? You're just starting out. So it's like, whoever is an expert was once a beginner. And I tell myself that a lot. Yes. Because you know, we all can fall into that trap of comparison, but it's paying attention to your thoughts, shifting out of that, recognizing that and talking to yourself and saying, Hey, whoever's listening, talk to yourself, say, Hey, I got it going on as your giftedness and what you bring to the table. It is so crazy because it is interesting because when I was in my mentoring program, I literally am like, Oh my gosh, I want to be like her. You and I both know of these amazing success stories of women just launching their businesses. And we're like, oh my gosh, how can we be like that? What do we need to do as we're beginning our, our new journeys of business and things such as that? But the idea behind the comparison really is that 
what did you call it? You called it the damage. No, you called saboteurs. it saboteurs, saboteurs, right? And it's just like little daggers every single time. And it's those like daggers devil. are popping your bubble, right? The little devil, the little on, your devil on your shoulder, right? <laughs> right? And the interesting work that we do, it's building up the self-worth, the self-value, the self, just the self and understanding that, you know, what happens, and I always ask myself, what happens is if I look at someone and I want to compare myself to that person, but what happens if I succeed them? I used to say that I want to be like you when I grow up. So wait, maybe I don't. That person's already taken. Maybe I just want to be Nicole Banks. And maybe my coaching program succeeds their business by tenfold. Who's to say? I'm just sharing with you because sometimes when we have that, I want to be like you mentality we will also limit that's limiting beliefs too, because right. I feel like wanting to be like somebody else is the first thing to try to not do, like just be who you are. Something that I always, that I love, I love watching American Idol. Oh yeah. And, and I love it because the people come in and they're really talented. And a lot of times they don't even realize their talent and they're insecure and that whole imposter syndrome and they're, sure. and then you watch them blossom and there's people that sing, can sing the same song in the same genre, but they do it, they sing it completely different. And it's awesome. Like both are awesome. And I love the, the judges always say, be authentic to who you are, because people love that when you try to be like somebody else, it's not authentic. And so yeah. it's good to, obviously we all want to, we admire other people and we want to strive and like leverage best practices and admire other people. But then it's like always coming back to who am I? What's my way of doing things? And what do I bring to the table as an authentic person and being my best self? Absolutely. And it it is the craziest thing too, because we think of all, literally, if we could just tweak our thought process just by 1% every single day, my competitor is yesterday's Nicole Banks, right? It's like, how can I better myself than what I was yesterday? Oh yeah. Um, Compare yourself to yourself. That's what I tell people. Compare yourself to yourself and treat yourself as a cherished friend. Yes. Yes. So often we just are like, it's so interesting how we can say you've got a girlfriend and she's really upset about something. Maybe it's a relationship, maybe it's a career choice. And you literally, she calls you for advice and you give the best advice ever. Listen, for those that are listening, I know you are doing this. You're going, oh my God, I have, I gave advice yesterday. I gave advice over the weekend. So-and-so called me. I was out with a couple of girls and that's, this is what we do as women, right? We give some amazing advice, but the question is, when was the last time you talked to yourself like that, like yes. a friend, like a cherished friend. Yes. When was the last time y'all that are running on the treadmills that are in the car right now, don't close your eyes, but do think of this question. When was the last time you were kind to you and you gave yourself a friend advice, right? It's just a great way of saying it. I love it. So Christine, I'm going to ask you this. What advice would you give to someone who is struggling to stay positive and motivated during difficult times? Listen, I know for sure that Everybody says, oh my gosh, Nicole, you're so positive. How do you stay so positive all the time? And realistically, am I always positive? Listen, I'm human. So the answer is no, we know this, right? (laughs) However, 
what makes me different is I can take a negative situation and find positive in it. But Christine, what would you give? What advice would you give to someone who's truly struggling to stay positive and declutter their mindset? What kind of yeah. advice can you give them? Really, it's fundamental stuff. It's not any magical things that I'm going to say that nobody's ever heard. It's getting into good habits and not paying attention to what you allow into your mind. Like if you sit and watch television shows about people that treat each other terrible, some, some of the things that are on TV, I was looking one time, it's like mistress, liar, like all these things, there's so right. much <laughs> negative stuff. And I'm going, and there's all these shows that really sensationalize people treating each other rude and, and disrespectful. It's like all of that stuff, it all affects our thoughts. Our subconscious mind is running the show 95% of the time. And it's like everything we listen to, we hear, people that we're with, it all affects our spirit. And so I would say getting around positive people, like paying attention to like negativity and- Love that. And not allowing it into your, like, it's what I think about is like, if you feed your body healthy food, you're going to okay. have a healthy body. You yeah. feed your mind healthy stuff, you're going to have a healthy mind. And that there's a computer term called GIGO, garbage in, garbage out, right? So in a computer, if you put bad information in, you'll get bad information out. It's the same thing with our brains, our minds, our spirits. And so having quiet time, starting your day off with quiet reflection time. I know that everybody says this, but they don't do it. Journaling. When you journal what you're grateful for and you journal what you like, what you envision for your life, yeah. you have a 42% increased chance of achieving it. This is scientific stuff. Yes, it is. And so it's, and people will be like, oh, I've heard that. Okay, that's fine. Do you do it? It's like getting out in nature. There's all sorts of scientific evidence yes. around yes. being out in nature, the energy of nature, taking a walk getting around people that are positive, that yeah. add value to your life, what you listen to, even lyrics of songs. Like if you listen to some music, there is some lyrics that are so horrific. Like <laughs> all of that makes a difference. So I would say for anybody on this, listening to this podcast, here's what I want you to do. I want you to pay attention to your thoughts the next seven days, like raise awareness to paying attention to complaining Every time you start to complain, stop yourself and think of the opposite. There is a something that I read and it says there's people praying for the things we take for granted. Yes. And so many times. And another one is I get to. So for example, instead of saying, oh, I have to go to work. I have to do the laundry. I have to go pick up my kids. If you say, I get to go to work. You know what? I get to do my laundry. Yeah. I get to pick up my kids. These are subtle differences that shift out of this negative thinking. And those are just some very simple tips. And they're fabulous. And I absolutely love them. It's so interesting how you think of what you need to do and holding yourself accountable, right? How do you hold yourself accountable? For myself, I literally will set a timer on my phone, a smart reminder. I go into my Google calendars and I add to a task, journal. On my day planner behind me, I literally have the very first word every single day is journal. Yes. Guess what next to it is a box that I can check off. And I know that once I've done that at the end of the week, if I look back and go, wow, it was a really productive week. It was a really, what are the first three things that I did? Typically they're journaling, 
personal development and working out. And when I've mastered those four to seven times out of the week, I know my week is an amazing week, right? Because my mindset's already set to be positive. And I love that. Yes. What you want to do is really start listening to what you're saying to yourself, because Mm -hmm. if you believe you can or you can't, you're right. (laughs) You got that. (laughs) I absolutely love it. Listen, Christine, the last question I have for you today is how do you help your clients develop a growth mindset and embrace challenges as opportunities for growth? What do you do in your coaching style or what do you have going on uh, for your clients? Yeah. So I have what I call the create your best life signature coaching program. And it's really, there's, there's video coaching sessions. So like micro learning type coaching sessions along activities And it's like a methodology to shift out of the negative thought patterns. Although really it's to help people start creating their future. There's specific things that we go through and we include one-on-one coaching as well to talk through those things. And then in some cases we have group coaching. So it's a whole process and methodology to help people, like I mentioned earlier, prioritize what's most important to make confident decisions to move their lives in a positive direction at work and at home. And when you can do that, that's it. That's our life. And we don't want to, when we're on our deathbed, we just want to, we just don't want to have regrets because at the end of the day, time flies and um, next year's gone by five years, 10 years. And a lot of times people are in the same place they were. So if you out there listening, if you're in the same place you were a year ago, five years ago, 10 years ago, it's like reach out to Nicole and take some action because life's too short. It really is too short. And it is the craziest thing is probably one of the first things that we do in my coaching program is of course, where do you see yourself five years from now? Where do you see yourself a month from now? Realistically, because it is, it's one of the things that we do. We sit on it. We sit on time and guess what? We don't have time to be sitting on. It's like sitting on sand, right? The wave can come in and pull the sand back, right? It's literally like sitting on sand. I love that. So one of the things that I always recommend on changing your mindset, of course, is being able to surround yourself around positive people, around like-minded people, around people that are going to make you be in a growth mindset, Mm -hmm. right? And you happen to be one of them, Christine. I love our connection. I love our friendship. And it's interesting because it's one of those things where we go, gosh, if I need something, you reach out to me, I reach out to you. And we really do keep ourselves in check. So for those that are listening and that are looking for a group, you know what? Don't hesitate to reach out to one of us. We both have groups. We both have coaching pages. Happy to share the information and the value. Christine, I can't thank you enough for being here today. You guys are listening to the Nicole Banks podcast. And I'm telling you what, Christine M. Roberts, you knocked it out of the ballpark. I'm going to add, let's see if I can show this. I want you to do me a favor, Christine, in closing comments. Let me know what this link is below. And for those that are listening to the podcast, it's going to be in the show notes. Don't hesitate to come back to the program and check out this mindset quiz. Christine, tell me what this is about. Yes. It's basically a quiz to get a benchmark of where you are with your mindset. And there's a series of questions. It's really fast. takes like five minutes, okay. but it, it's a benchmark to help people see where they are right now in, in their, where they are with their mindset. And then what can you do to elevate it or improve it? 
Yeah. ChristineMRoberts.com forward slash mindset quiz. Awesome. I love it. Love it. Thank you for all the amazing gems that you shared with our audience today. I know that they're going to be grateful. I know I absolutely am. I think you're a beautiful soul and I am so thrilled that you are in my amazing network of strong, powerful women. I do believe it all starts with the mind. I write it's like absolutely. decluttering the mindset will allow so many, not only doors of opportunity, but windows of opportunity. Just when you think you can't, Believe it or not, you can. And there's amazing opportunities coming your way. All you have to do is declutter your mindset. Christine Roberts, thank you so much for being here. Thanks, it has Nicole. been my pleasure. Have a great day, girls. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody Bye. out there. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. I hope you found the conversation insightful and valuable. Visit the website, NicoleBanks.com. Don't forget, I spell my name with an H, NicoleBanks.com. Learn more and take the first steps towards a more fulfilling life. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.